You're listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast, episode number 33. In today's episode, I take a deep dive into the energetics of entrepreneurship, especially to help those people who might be first-generation entrepreneurs and had previous careers as employees. I talk to you about some of the tricky things that you're going to navigate on your path or perhaps that you've already experienced and some of the ways that I've found really help and support my energy and also my business growth and progress. Welcome to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy, and on this show, we talk about inspirational journeys in life and entrepreneurship. Through soulful conversations with inspiring guests, you're sure to get clear, get organized, get enlightened, and get moving on your dream business with the perfect blend of strategy and alchemy. Welcome back to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm Sharon Joy, your host, and today we're talking about the energetics of entrepreneurship. I wanted to create this episode really for those of you out there who, just like me, weren't raised in a family of business owners or didn't grow up in a community where you had a whole lot of people around you who were starting businesses or even knew how to start a business. And now you've arrived in this place where you're carving your own path in a new career. Here's the thing, going from being an employee or maybe a student to an entrepreneur is quite a ride. It's an energy and adjusting to the energetics requires a lot of conscious and intentional personal growth, uh, both as a person, um, but also, you know, really just working on your mindset and expanding that intensity that you can hold uh, because it's quite different to the level of intensity of being an employee or perhaps being a student or somebody who has come out of some sort of a, an employment or career life pause. So perhaps you're coming back and wanting to start a business after having a child Perhaps you're coming out of retirement and want to do something different, whatever it may be. If you have not been an entrepreneur before, you've never been had a startup business before, then there's a whole lot of energetics that go on behind the scenes that often people just don't talk about. And I guess by energetics, what I'm talking about is the fluctuation of energy that we have. So going from, you know, that flurry of energy that feels really good to also experiencing the low of lows, you know, really feeling, you know, who am I to, um, why am I doing this? You know, nobody really cares around me, feeling these feelings that we might often have because not only is it part of our rebirth, um, creating, you know, this new identity that, you know, that we are putting on a hat of an entrepreneur, perhaps for the first time, but often the people around us are also coming to grips with our rebirth uh, because that can feel quite different for them as well. So often the people around us, often the feedback that we get is not the feedback that we're looking for. Uh, sometimes we are not getting feedback and we're waiting for it, but the good feedback just hasn't come yet, such as in a launch. I've, I've just finished a launch and uh, last week I did a post where I wrote about, you know, how I felt about the launch. I did one of my Instagram 
Instagram versus reality, the launch edition. And if you haven't had a look at it, go and check it out. Because, you know, one of the things that I shared is the, you know, the energetics of launching and that there are, it's like a roller coaster. There's ups, there's downs, and usually we'll finish on an up um, with a flurry of people coming in in the last 48 hours. However, somewhere in the middle there, there's a really uncomfortable slump that we experience. And, you know, the energy seems to just drop through the floor. Mine completely tanked. Uh, And also on top of that, I felt like my body was really fighting off um, some of the germs that have been around my home and everywhere at the moment. So, you know, actually holding that intensity in my body and holding that for myself and just trusting that even though it felt like my launch had just turned to muck, uh, you know, was it's that's it, that in itself is a whole energy <laughs> that takes practice, that takes trust. Um, it takes trust in myself and trust that everything's going to be okay, even if I don't get the results that I want to get. And that can be really, really hard. If you are a recovering people pleaser, then you will find that that in itself is very, very difficult to navigate. So some of the other tricky things that we might have to navigate as we step into this new identity are things like adjusting to inconsistent income. Now, what I mean by that is obviously when you're first starting, there are a lot of overheads that we often have. Now, one of the things that I teach my clients is to never invest over and above their means. Always, if they do decide to, you know, either borrow or, you know, go a little bit into the negative, then they need to have a plan to be able to turn that around quickly. And also not continue to go that way. So when we invest, what we want is to see how we can recover those costs as quickly as possible. And then as our business grows, reinvesting any profit back into our business until we reach a level where we can start to, you know, pay ourselves. I mean, don't get me wrong. I believe we should always pay ourselves from every dollar, even if it's 10 cents is better than nothing. But Certainly when we first start, um, there's more money that seems to be getting reinvested back into the business than being taken out as a profit. But when we're in that phase and, you know, the startup phase can be, you know, quite a long time. It's it's the startup phase. You know, I have had, you know, higher level earners in my clientele who are still very much in the startup phase because systems and processes haven't been cemented and there's a lack of pattern. So if they take their foot completely off the accelerator, then the income dries up pretty quickly. So once you are, if you're still in that, then you're still very much in the startup phase. And it's not until it almost takes on a life of its own that we can safely say that we're into the growth phase, that next phase. So, you know, how long that lasts in terms of time remains to be seen. For some people, it might be a month, but for other people, it could be, you know, several years. And that's absolutely okay. We're only ever working to our own capacity at any time. But one of the things around um, adjusting to having inconsistent income is unlike when you may have been employed 
and you know that regular steady amount is coming into your bank and you've had to manage your personal finances or you know household income around that it was far more manageable than for example if you are say an online course creator and you are doing live launches where you will have all of a sudden big spikes in income and then you know over the course of as perhaps you know payment plans and things drop off and are completed then your income will come down so there'll be you know there'll be peaks and troughs and instead of being a you know an up and down our growth doesn't look like a you know a diagonal line going straight up like some people will have you believe it's squiggly it goes up it goes down it goes up it goes down and what we're looking for over time is that growth so you know uh, not necessarily month on month but quarter on quarter or six monthly on six monthly or more importantly year on year is what we're looking at because at any time you might be investing in bigger things in your business so for example if you've never used a learning management platform before and you decide to invest in that and invest in a virtual assistant to help you get it all set up then you know suddenly your profit is going to go down. So what you want to look for is for your um, your revenue to be going on the up. And of course, you know, I mean, ultimately you would hope that if you're putting those things into place that you've got a plan to sell programs and that your revenue will go up. But in the short term, your profit may may go down before it goes up again. So it's adjusting to that inconsistent income. And I have found personally that that is something that I'm still regulating and integrating into my nervous system. It's something that even after a few years now that I haven't fully adjusted to. There are definitely times where I get the wobbles and, you know, I start to think, oh my goodness, what have I done? I start to look at, you know, job ads and things like that. I shared that in my membership yesterday. And, you know, but the truth is, is that I know that I'm not going anywhere, but I just get the wobbles. And it's because this is still something that I'm integrating in my nervous system. And I feel that. I really feel that. So knowing and trusting those ups and downs is a learning. It's a learning curve and navigating those ups and downs. Also learning how to unplug from our business. So this is sometimes really difficult because... Often women in soul-led business in particular, their businesses actually feel more like a passion project than a job. So the number of hours that we're willing to invest our time into our job, into our career, our business, um, is often a slippery slope. I know myself, I would much rather sit there and you know do some research or consume some professional development look at my numbers, tinker around with, um, you know, some ideas rather than sit and watch, you know, evening television. Um, But in saying that, there is a need for us to learn how to not do that because it does lead to burnout. And I've experienced that myself. So knowing when and how to unplug from our business can be something that we need to navigate because we're so passionate about the types of businesses that we create. Staying motivated to play the long game is another thing that I I know that we have to learn how to navigate. So it's very easy to be motivated when you're a member of a wider team. Uh, So, you know, perhaps if you worked in employment before, you might have a down day and there'll be somebody else there to pick you up 
right? Or there'll be someone else to pick up the slack if you don't. Uh, If you're not necessarily pulling your weight on that day because you're not feeling it, then, you know, nine times out of 10, when you're working as a part of a team, that there'll be somebody else who who picks up that for you. And, you know, then that next time you'll have the opportunity to pick that up for them. But being a solopreneur is not like that. You know, being a solopreneur is about really finding how you can stay motivated when the chips are down, Uh, staying motivated when, you know, perhaps it just feels like the road is very long and, you know, staying pres- staying in the present moment rather than always looking to the future and wishing that you had more. And I'm just going to be completely transparent and say that, you know, this week alone, my husband has had to rein me in and remind me of that because it's easy for me very often to be to feel that feeling of frustration that I'm not getting as far as I want to go in the time that I want to get there. And so, you know, it, it's really, you know, really interesting in that um, this particular or last month, the month of June, uh, I hit a money goal that I've been chasing for over a, well, a year now, a year. I set the goal in June last year and it took me a full year to hit it. Now, I was really hoping that I would have hit that by December last year and it didn't happen. But, you know, just holding that intensity for myself and trusting and staying motivated in order to play the long game, knowing that that goal would come. Uh, And then, you know, I actually far exceeded that goal last month, which was really exciting and rewarding. But just having that also as a reminder that it's okay. It's okay if I'm not making the progress that I want to make in the time frame that I want to make it. We are only ever on our own time, not on anybody else's watch. And, you know, often paying attention to other people you know, listening to other people's results or feeling, you know, if that brings up feelings that are triggering for you, knowing when to unplug from those as well is pretty important. Uh, One of the other things that we need to navigate as we try on this new identity is learning how to sell ourselves. And this is something that is you know, really new for a lot of the clients that I work with. They've never had to sell themselves before. I work with a lot of women who are introverted. I work with women who are neurodivergent. And often, you know, they have had experiences in their life that have, you know, that have given them trauma, that have made them feel like they they were frightened to put themselves out there. So actually relearning, or should I say unlearning a lot of that stuff, and then actually learning how to sell ourselves is a skill that is very tricky to navigate because selling in itself doesn't have to be hard, but there's definitely an art form to it. And finding the pace of a sale uh, is, you know, there's an art form to that as well. We've all been there where we've oversold ourselves or undersold ourselves, right? We've all done it. At some point, we've all overstepped the mark where we've been too overzealous, too excited about getting a sale or wanting to help somebody. And that's what I tend to find is it's usually because out of that, um, you know, really wanting to help somebody that we can oversell or, On the flip side, actually underselling and not following up with people and not saying, hey, like what I'm hearing is this. I've got a solution for that. It's this. Would you like me to send you the link or some more information? 
So, you know, we've all been guilty of that. There, there is definitely a sweet spot there, but also the mindset around selling and navigating that and allowing that to expand within ourselves so that we have the confidence to be able to show up and sell our services, our offers without a quiver in our voice, which, you know, for the people who work with me know that I, I tell them to go and practice that in the mirror because it is sometimes, you know, the first time that you say that out loud, you know, the first time that you pitch an offer, you don't want it to be when you've got an audience, right? You don't want it to be when you are doing a Facebook or Instagram live. You don't want it to be when you are you know, over the DMs, or you don't want it to be when you are on a call or face-to-face with somebody. So practicing that, you know, in your own time, saying it in your own words with confidence actually helps you anchor that into your body, which I have found very helpful. I'm skipping ahead a little bit because that was going to be one of my tips, but you've already got it. Um, Another thing is, you know, navigating learning new things. And, you know, often, often as solopreneurs or startup entrepreneurs, it's on the fly with YouTube as your training, training ground, right? We, we don't always have the investment of a coach or a program, or even when we are in some containers, um, we, the people in the container might not know the answer, you know, or what you tend to get is a lot of opinions rather than facts. So, you know, learning new things on the fly and being resourceful is sometimes a very new skill for people, particularly people who have been in the same careers for a long time. You know, we need to be, um, you know, really expanding that capacity to be resourceful and also some of the mindset that comes with learning new things, particularly I find around technology. So um, that's one of the things that we need to, to navigate. And Overall, the the biggest one of all is really just learning to expand our capacity to hold all of this kind of intensity, all of this kind of intensity in our body because it does funny things to our energy. It does funny things to our nervous system, right? And we need to expand our capacity to be able to hold that. And in doing so, also hold ourselves through that to know that it's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to, you know, not be perfect. It's okay to feel tired and to actually unplug a little bit and take a break like I did last week for a couple of days because I felt fried. I felt sick. I felt unwell and I knew that I needed to step back. So I've touched on some of my tips for navigating some of this stuff, but I wanted to give you some other things that I found the most helpful for me on my joyous entrepreneurial journey and things that have definitely made a difference in accelerating my growth in terms of, you know, the energetics and that expansion, being able to hold an expanded capacity um, for this stuff in my body. So these are the things that I recommend to do that are going to be able to help you. The first one is really continuing to come back to my pillar one in my clarity pillars, connect to vision. You must stay connected to your vision or your why, your reason as much as you possibly can. 
And it's why in my solid program every Monday morning, that's the first thing we do when we kick off the week is reconnect to our vision. It is so important because it's so easy on this journey to lose sight of the long game, to lose sight of why we're doing what we're doing and to fall in a funk. So I truly believe that staying connected to your vision is absolutely pivotal in being able to navigate your energy and, you know, and increase that capacity. The second one is knowing your core personal values. Now, anyone who's been listening to other episodes will know that this is one of the key things that I talk about is being connected to your values and knowing your values so that in any moment you can be you know, either in alignment or out of alignment, you get to know which one. And then when you know, you are able to move forward with greater confidence. I find that's particularly helpful around our time and our use of time. So when we know our core personal values, it's easier to then decide who and what we give our time to. And that would actually be my third one is really being guarded around who you give your time and energy to so that you can be sure that it's in alignment with your core personal values. So that's two and three, being really, really guarded about that. Number four is taking care of your physical body and your spiritual body. So um, some of the things that I do physical body wise, um, I actually have body work done every month. I go and see my Cairo and a masseuse every month. So I don't leave until I make that appointment. Oh, and I also go to my beautician once a month as well. Um, So that's one thing, keeping up my self-care, looking at my body work and taking care of my physical body. Another thing I do around my physical body is uh, also seeing a naturopath and I see her about every six to eight weeks, depending on how I'm traveling. Uh, And she prescribes a number of different types of supplements and things like that to help me. Um, Also using, you know, other types of um, products. I use Young Living products. I love Young Living products. I've been a member of that company since March 2018 and I just love using their products as well. So taking care of my physical body, um, I use um, Ningxia Red on a regular basis, which is one of the, the drinks from Young Living that I use and also taking care of my spiritual body. So for me, that looks like slow practices in the morning. It looks like Monday morning drawing cards for myself. It looks like using oils, taking baths. I like to take baths. I usually put uh, salt in there. I put lavender and frankincense oil. I find that they are oils for me that allow me to really connect in. Um, Another thing I do for my spiritual body and physical body combined, I would say, is I try and get to yin yoga as often as I can. And I go um, to that with the beautiful Rebecca Ross from Rebecca Ross Sacred Biz, uh, who, of course, is the intuitive energy coach inside uh, Solid. So she runs a, a monthly session for us in there. And, you know, I go to Beck's classes also with another amazing woman, Anna Miley. And um, those two women just, they just know how to hold me in that space. So I find very nourished on a 
spiritual and physical level in that class. I also dance on a regular basis, which is great for my physical and spiritual body. I find that dance allows me to shift energy that's stuck. Um, and it also it gives it, it allows me to access that heightened sense of joy that is so important to me. It's one of my highest values. And it's one that I've found has been, since I've been an entrepreneur, harder for me to plug into. Harder for me to plug into um, when I'm not working. Okay. And and I think that that's because I enjoy my work so much, particularly when I'm with clients, and it does bring me that strong sense of joy that, you know. Um, the amount of time that I work has taken away from a lot of the other things that I used to enjoy. So I've, I've had to reclaim a lot of that by taking back time to, to dance, to go to yoga, to those sorts of things. I also have a monthly reading with uh, Rebecca Ross. So she does a full moon read for me. Um, and that's an that's a monthly ongoing thing that I also do for um, my spiritual body. So just actually, you know, taking time to nourish. I also find journaling very helpful um, and, you know, slow, easy Monday mornings is how I like to ease into my week. And, you know, if Monday morning doesn't suit you, because I get that a lot of people don't have that privilege, find another time in the week where you can ease into your week really, um, really gently. Okay, number five is using psychotherapy techniques such as NLP or neuro-linguistic programming. Um, and that is actually has been so wonderful for me over the last several years as I've stepped into entrepreneurship that um, it's why I went and studied my diploma in NLP and strategic coaching because I know how effective psychotherapy has been for me. Um, and look, I mean, psychotherapy, if you're not familiar with that terminology, sounds pretty hefty stuff. Um, but in all in all reality, NLP is not hefty stuff when used well and used um, in a way that is helpful for your for your ever expanding entrepreneurial mindset. So I use it for myself um, and I use it with clients um, by when they give permission, of course, um, to, to really help them remove some of those mind blocks. But psychotherapy, um, such as NLP, even hypnosis, um, really great techniques to help you expand your capacity to hold all of this. And, you know, at the crux of it, let's face it, it's mindset, right? It's the confidence and mindset and belief that it's going to happen. So the more that you can plug into that, uh, the better that it's going to be. And I guess that also ties back to, you know, the, the physical and the spiritual body as well because you know it's those things together along with you know our conscious mind um, that that's going to allow for these this you know this new era to be born it's going to help bring it through in the best possible way we need to make sure that our energy is clean and clear um, which is why by the way I do have an intuitive energy coach inside solid because I know how important it is when we have, um, you know, on this entrepreneurial journey, the ups and downs to be able to have the tools at hand to be able to clean and clear our energy at any time. And um, sometimes it takes some time, right? We don't need to not let it move through us. It's about 
knowing when it comes up, what to do with that energy. So um, definitely psychotherapy techniques such as NLP, hypnosis can be incredibly powerful on this journey. Number six is trusting that while we need to find what works for us, that actually sticking to the same strategies for longer rather than flipping and flopping between strategies will pay off in the long run. And I think that really comes back to our stamina, our stamina to be able to be patient, our stamina to play the long game. And so often I see people who are on the brink of something incredible and then they say, oh, no, that wasn't working anymore. So I left it and they didn't do it. And they were really just hitting their straps. So, you know, avoiding that need to flip and flop because you think that something didn't work, actually having the stamina, the stamina to play the long game and trusting, really trusting in every cell of your being that the work that you've been doing will pay off. And, you know, I was talking to the members in Solid yesterday about it's like a sixth dimension. When we trust that what we've been doing is going to pay off, it's almost like this sense, this sixth sense that we get that they're coming. The clients that we've been calling in are coming. It's like we can feel them just there and we can't see them and we can't touch them and we don't have contact with them yet, but we can sense that they're there. And if you get to that place where you can sense them, that's the universe saying, keep going. Now's not the time to bail. Just keep going. Because if you can really have that sense, even if you're hearing crickets right now, but you can feel that sense that they're there and they're coming, then just keep going. Play the long game, expand your stamina, expand your capacity to keep going at a steady pace. I'm not suggesting that you need to be ramming this home. Just keep going almost like, you know, the beat of a steady drum. That's what this is about. Just keep beating that drum and moving forward and trusting. It's such a powerful thing. And then lastly, it's really acknowledging the enormity that this is in fact a rebirth. It's a rebirth of a new personal identity. You might be reclaiming or birthing for the very first time the identity of a lifelong learner, the identity of someone who is resourceful for the very first time. If you worked previously where you had a lot of help in perhaps employment or you know, even in your family, then for the first time, you might actually be learning to be resourceful and you know, for, the, for yourself for the first time. You might be learning how to connect in new ways. So, you know, perhaps that looks like learning to use social media differently for the first time. It might mean putting yourself out there by attending networking groups that you've never, ever been to before. So, you know, actually birthing this new way of connecting, this new way of being resourceful, this new way of stretching your comfort zone and becoming a lifelong learner whilst still maintaining a sense of softness and a sense of trust 
and forgiveness when perhaps things don't go the way that you want them to. So just being able to sit with the enormity of all of that, it's pretty huge, right? It is pretty bloody huge uh, because just sitting with that, you know, being an entrepreneur and the roller coaster ride that it can be from, you know, the low lows to the high highs is bloody incredible. And I tell you what, every single little high is way worth every low that we have. But the more that we can find ways to keep afloat in those unsettled waters, the less chance we've got of burning out and the the more chance we've got of being able to play that long game and building that stamina. So it's about steadying yourself in those, you know, sometimes murky, sometimes, um, you know, rapid waves so that we can grow the business that we know that we're here, we're called here to create. So I hope that that's been helpful for you. Please let me know. Reach out on Instagram at Sharon Joy Coaching. Let me know what resonated with you. These are the things that we help with in Solid, my membership, Solid Business for Solid Women. If you'd like to know more, jump on over to my website at SharonJoyCoaching.com. And don't forget while you're there, grab a copy of the Ultimate Startup Checklist for Coaches, Healers and Soulful Consultants. It's my free 14-page guide with lots of info helping you to go from startup right through to the growth stage in your soul-led business. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. I'll chat to you again this week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy. Jump on over to find me on the web at SharonJoyCoaching.com. This episode was proudly brought to you by my Soul-Led membership, Solid Business for Soul-Led Women.